everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is I Need No Name, and today I am joined by Muller Era, also known as Swaz, in a special two-person review show of Bayern Munich's amazing 6-1 win over Eintracht Frankfurt in the opening day of the Bundesliga. Honestly, I don't think we could have had a better opening day, except for that one time when we beat Schalke 8-0, but... That was on the flick, and flick is kind of incomparable. Now, today we saw a lot of new stuff from Nagelsmann, a lot of things that are worth talking about. But first, I'm going to give it over to Swaz, who I'm going to ask about the lineup. It was a 4-2-2-2-2, which is really awkward to say. And I need to ask you, Swaz, what do you think about the way Nagelsmann has been lining up by in these last two games? Pretty much the exact same eleven. Um, so I've been watching Bayern for long enough to get overly dependent on the 4-2-3 win. And the 4-2-2-2 looks very weird, but it works. I mean, it was magical the way we were playing today. So I don't think this lineup is all as bad as I made it out to be in the first place. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Yeah, it does seem to have something going for it, right? Because you look at how the team is set up. You have Gnabry and Mane up top, supported by Muziala and Muller, who are not exactly wingers. They're not exactly midfielders either. There's some kind of hybrid between the two, and they're not exactly forwards, but they are getting plenty into the box, but also supporting Joshua Kimmich and Marcel Zavitzer in midfield. So it's kind of an interesting setup you've got there instead of what I'm used to in the middle which is like a triangle formed by three midfielders two central midfielders and one attacking midfielder you have like two central midfielders and two semi-attacking midfielders I don't know what you would call Muziala and Muller's role in this system but it kind of forms like a square in the middle which allowed us to dominate Frankfurt in the middle of the park and pretty much take them out of the game. I was so surprised by how much space we had in the middle for quick vertical passes between our attackers and midfielders. And it was genuinely something amazing to see how easily we could split them apart with just a few passes from our wingbacks and from our fullbacks. That being said, it wasn't perfect. I think this system can still be tuned, but in terms of just initial First impressions, I think that Nagelsmann might be onto something. Uh, so the thing is, do you remember last season when we were doing vertical passing and we were all complaining about how bad it was? Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say with this one single game, oh my god, vertical passing is the best thing ever known to mankind, but I'm gonna cut it a little bit of slack. I'll see what we're doing the next game before I come to any actual conclusions as to what we are exactly capable of doing with this squad. And besides you were speaking about the midfield, right? Um, we were all super disappointed with the midfield last season, to say the least. I mean, I at least was very mad at Joshua Kimmich. But this season, I mean, not this season already, but this game, he's been pretty decent. Kimmich and Sabitzer, they both improved a lot, especially in this in these last two games. Like Kimmich was terrible in preseason, but he seems to have turned it up more in the last two games that were actually competitive. And Sabitzer, Sabitzer has been good pretty much since the beginning of preseason. So we are already much better in midfield than we were looking last season. And I agree that we can't really make too much out of this game because, again, it's very early in the season for us, for a Frankfurt as well. And you could say that they might have had a little bit of an off game. And I can also concede that since these tactics are new from us, teams might be having a little bit of 
they might be a little bit confused and maybe taking a little while to adjust. Sorts, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because if you looked at uh, Frankfurt today in the first half, they genuinely just looked bewildered. They just did not know what was going on. Their players were just looking up and they did not know who to mark or where to move because our front four, like you have to call it a front four. You can't really call it a front two or a front three or anything. It is a genuine front four. And I think that it was the most fluid I have seen a bind attack in forever, including anything we've seen under Hansi Flick or Jupankis. And I don't say that lightly. I'm one of those guys who was very pessimistic about how Bayern Munich would look once Lewandowski left. But right now, the attack doesn't seem like an area of concern. Although in the second half, we did slow down a bit. I think that Frankfurt switched to a more conservative formation, five at the back and more midfielders to close down those spaces that our front four were taking advantage of. Then again, we also had Muller subbed off very early. I don't know what's up with that. But with all those things, I still think that the attack isn't exactly a major concern as of right now, given what you've seen in the season so far. I don't know if you've noticed this but there's a drastic change in like the way we attack from last season because see the left half spaces are being more like used for attack than the last season if we remember correctly the left flanks were always the ones that we were used to like you know pushing for attack because Davies was moving super high up the pitch right but this time I think if you saw the stats from the Bundesliga like corner stats that they show in every game I was shocked like the places that we're attacking from it it goes about to show that everybody's putting their best to attack and the midfield is actually getting in and like doing actual decent stuff over here. I think we're in for like a huge treat this season. Yeah, the because, yeah, I think the reason that happened is because of one guy and that's Jamal Muziala because Muziala, he is dominating that left half space with Thomas Muller in the right half space. The stat that you're talking about, I think you're talking about the one where we showed around 40 to something, 40 something percent of our attacks coming down the left half space, which is staggering considering that last season, it used to be more like 50% of attacks would just go down the left. From the left like, flank. Yeah. yeah, from the left flank where Alfonso Davies or Kingsley Coman would be situated. And today, Alfonso Davies, he did do attacking, but he did not need to get far up the pitch and expose himself defensively which is something that I appreciate. I don't think Alfonso Davies should be played too offensively because then that exposes us to counters that we would rather use his pace to prevent. And I think Nagelsmann has found some kind of balance there. Instead of having Davies always go forward, we progress the ball through Musiala, who is showing himself to be an elite two-way player. Like, I am... I don't know how to describe how good Muziala is right now. Like he is genuinely one of the best young players in Europe. He, when he gets the ball, he causes so much pressure on the opponent just by having the ball, just by the number of options he is capable of playing. He's capable of dribbling. He's capable of carrying the ball. He's capable of finding pitch perfect passes to any of our runners and all of our runners, they have an impeccable positioning and movement. So Muziala is never short of options when he gets the ball. That's why it all comes together to make a system that is very difficult, very mentally difficult for the opponents to defend. Not physically, but mentally difficult. And that is, I think, what Nagelsmann was going for slightly last season, but the execution was lack- lacking. This season, the execution looks Looks good so far. But then again, I should remind people, we started last season really good as well. 
people were very happy early in the Hinrunde and then it all fell apart. So a little bit of... Um, let's not, let's yeah. not bring the pessimism so early into the season, please. Why, why not? Come on. It is... 2.30 a.m. right now here I'm in India. We are recording and it's come. Why would you fight for the optimists? The optimists are already in bed. So please, no, listen. No, look, oh, by no, the way, I, can, I just pulled up the stat that you were talking about. It's 39% yeah. from the left center space. Okay. 39%. And 26 from the left flank. Okay, so that's like a decent difference. Like, And, and it also, and it also includes this? like the numbers after Manova's sub. So... Uh, our shape changed slightly after Malova's sub, so that's uh, a yeah, true. This changes shape after subs, but did you notice something? Davies wasn't pushing so high up the pitch like he did last. Yeah, I season. did. Yeah, I did mention that, and it's like it, it it needed to happen because, in my opinion, Davies was wasted as an all in all out attacker. Like he flourishes as a player that can go into transition, to, like when he's running back and preventing counters or when he's launching counters himself or progressing the ball that's and where when he he's flourishes, making recovery you know? runs for god's sake yeah yeah so the thing is that the thing is that like you, if you aren't using him that way you are kind of wasting him i know he plays as a forward for canada but he does not have the same kind of shooting or cutting inside and passing skills those kind of skills he does not have that compared to our wingers even when our wingers are off form guys like Gnabry and Sane, even if when they're out of form, they still are a cut above Davies in the offensive front, which is why I think Davies still should not be moved too far out of his comfort zone at left back and should be kept, you know, where he is right now. And speaking of our wingers, I I, I want to point this out. I think Serge Gnabry owes it to Sadio Mane because Sadio Mane seems to have unlocked something special in Gnabry. I have not seen Gnabry perform this consistently well in two games like in forever i don't i don't even think he did it like this in the treble season genuinely because uh, Gnabry right I'm now he, he's, he's, here. i'm, I'm not, serious I'm Gnabry look Gnabry he looks good right now look at him he's playing with swagger yeah but maybe this might have to do with the fact that money is there to make up for any that's shit what that i'm but, but that's but that's but that is what i'm saying that Mane being there has unlocked Gnabry. Like genuinely, he is giving like he's giving another dimension to Gnabry's play that Gnabry was sorely lacking. And this is not a knock on Gnabry. Sometimes you just need that very special partner who just knows how to make things happen for you. Once again today, we saw Gnabry assist Mane. That is becoming our most common link up this season. And I'm very excited to see how that develops. Mane, I, I can't say enough good things about Mane right now. He looks like a player who has been playing for FC Bayern München for the last 10 years. He looks so well integrated into our squad. He knows where all our players seem to be running. He knows when to find Thomas Muller on his runs. He knows how Serge Gnabry is going to react if he passes the ball. He knows all these things. And he's been here for what, a month? It is. I, I love this guy. This guy is so good. And with how these attackers are shaping up, it's all the individual qualities are coming together to make something that is better than the sum of its parts. And that's pretty exciting for me as a Brian fan. Absolutely. Any arguments? Yeah. yeah. No, listen, I'm not going to say anything pessimistic at this point. I am super excited. I'm telling you, there's not been a single Bayern game over the past two years where I haven't found something to scream at or cuss at. And I've gone this entire game 
without cussing at anyone seriously so you can't expect anything pessimistic from me i'm super excited for bayern this season and and on top of that i don't mean to troll over here but i'm waiting for when ganabri faces cologne with sario uh, mane like imagine ganabri against his favorite opponent and with mane like wow can can you imagine the fireworks going off there i would much rather have a london team in the champions league round of 16 group stage whatever give me a london we, team we and... face these guys like way too many times you think we'll get them again it's much it's much nicer to have london teams because think about how sad english commentators sound when they get when their beautiful english premier league team is being beaten they sound so dejected huh? and it's like they're music still, to my ears they still like carry this level of delusion uh this is something that i experienced the hard way when watching every single frankfurt game the Ah, the commentators are just so brainless, bro. Yeah, but look, but look, it's not the same. It, when Bayern were tearing Chelsea apart, they were just dejected. They were like saying, Bayern Munich have shown Chelsea levels here. They just did not have a chance. Nothing was going right for them. Disgraceful Frank Lampard, etc. Et so that's just, that's like music. And I want that. To, I want to see that in the Champions League this season. The other thing, other so than that, I want to see someone, something like, a team like liverpool okay because now that we've seen ourselves against rb leipzig and frankfurt not easy teams by any means now that we've seen ourselves play against these two teams and play well i think we just have to up the ante and i hope that we get a good team in the champions league group stages which really tests us so that we can find out what the limits of this system is and where the system gets exposed in my opinion one problem that remains with the system i think is still the pressing okay pressing and defending frankfurt still had chances they it's not like they did not have any chances and even if you don't include manuel noyes howler that led to the goal frankfurt still could have scored maybe one maybe two and they yeah did have plenty of space to maneuver in i don't think so, like frankfurt i know is very very little in spaces you know you're not yeah. supposed don't even give them a millimeter of space because they will exploit that and they'll score too and they'll defend with all their life to make sure you don't score again that's frankfurt mentality yeah and but today today i think the only reason that frankfurt didn't score more because upamecano was so good today like upa he is looking like the player that we originally thought we were buying from rb leipzig for 40 million he looks much fitter than he did last season like he looks a little bit faster than he did and I don't know if it's just the training or the fact that Delict coming has made Upa uh sharpen up or if he's just more comfortable in the system but Upa genuinely looks good and that's one of the reason main reasons why Frankfurt could not get the better of us today but in bigger games against teams like Manchester City Liverpool those spaces will be exploited and I am worried about how our pressing and our defense is shaping up because I know that people were praising how our pressing was looking but Frankfurt they are not an amazing passing side they're not amazing at playing through a press so it was easy to contain them other teams they won't be that easy and i think the press has been um uh, correct me if i'm wrong here but i think the press has been union nagelsmann's number one weakness since taking over at bayern munich and that's the number one thing he'll need to solve if he wants to win significant silverware this season it's not just the press alone it's also the fact that our players are the not as press resistant as we'd like them to be when we get bu- we got bullied a lot last season that was awful to watch but i think we're slowly improving improvement is all that we need at this point i mean come on 
we don't no, need I to don't show like drastic improvement but I, I, no i think the drastic improvement really is the order of the day right now because look it's by munich we do not do things over a long period of time we don't do a four or five year rebuild like manchester united are on their like fifth or sixth seventh rebuild project in the last but 10 years nothing over yeah, all so this not, we don't yeah so that's the thing that is not by munich for example when hansi flick took over how long did it take him to rebuild the squad it took him a week okay that is the kind of thing we are talking about here and that's why i like these huge statement wins by nagelsmann to show that yes he actually has figured something out and he's not going to change things around anymore like he used to and he is going to stick with something that seems to work that being said some of the things that don't work they still need to be um at, at the risk of repeating myself they still need to be worked on and i hope nagelsmann is indeed working on them because i find it concerning that our pressing qualitatively is not as good as it should be at this point in time and on top of the we get um, for this like um, how do i put it this pressing is i mean it's good but it's not flick level i'm oh my god i'm echoing you with this point yeah see Never mind. yeah so, um, yeah you've made me into this pessimistic monster i hate you anyways besides the point so this pressing is not as good as it used to be under flick but we're getting exhausted way more than we used to get on like exhausted yeah that's flick. another thing that, that we either. saw because again uh, by the 60th minute and we can't blame Ju- juventus is training for this because these are all our players matthias delic did not even come on until what the 80th minute so these are and all our players and that, they are both so both of these coaches are awful at making substitutions they'll make a substitution in like the 89th minute and expect that to change the game. Uh, there is this yeah. is the one problem so, that i've had with two coaches simultaneously flick and nagelsman they're awful at making substitutions well, not necessarily i mean i'll i'll concede that point for now but the thing is that this weird thing that we don't seem to be particularly well conditioned this early in the season uh, i don't know what that means because this is a world cup year we're going to have world cup fixtures pretty much our entire team is composed of internationals and if germany does well they might be looking at a very long world cup i at least hope they do that in which case it's going to affect bayern munich in a fatigue front and if this is our reaction to our current system which isn't even as intense as things got under flick then um i don't know dr holger broy he has a lot of work to do with the team's fitness because being gassed at the 60th minute in two consecutive games when you had that looks a ugly. whole yeah you had a full week between these games this should be your bread and butter you sh- you guys should be like up for this it's not uh, there's no excuse for being this tired so early in the season absolutely and also i like to blame nagelsman at this point oh my god why am i doing this okay never mind so nagelsman doesn't rotate the squad for the love of god please rotate i mean we okay, have it's, a world cup season to be fair to him it is a bit early in the season to be rotating now right now i think nagelsman wants to just establish some kind of a starting 11 and then slowly bring in one or two guys maybe next week we might see someone like uh, kingsley coman start or we will see masrawi or someone like that start and that's how we're going to progress in our rotation i'm begging and, for coman to start but coman can't start right now because he has to yeah yeah he slapped mavrapanos yeah. in the face last season yeah, yeah he 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 deserved that by the way so yeah um i think that's all we have to say because we have pretty much broken down as much as we can about this game as far as i can tell and as far as i can tell you are agreeing with all my points so um 
thanks for that i guess so but i'm not going to agree with the amount of pessimism you put into this what do you mean you agree with my points but then you don't agree with the pessimism so if i if i make the same points but in a cheerful way you agree with them <laughs> no okay fine yeah i just yeah, think okay. we could have been a bit more optimistic but then no. 45 in the night it does things to a man yeah. and a girl yeah, yeah so yeah. let's leave it at that okay okay so this was i need no name and swaz on the bavarian podcast works post game show being recorded at 2:32:45 a.m. right after full time and again we thank you all for voting for us on the world soccer talk best club podcast award we did win that award and thank you everyone for who voted stay tuned for our next flagship episode which is scheduled on monday i don't know who's going to be on it but make sure you keep the dates straight in your head because we are really committed to keeping this schedule and we are going to get it done so find us on spotify apple podcast google podcast whatever podcasting platform you use if you use spotify it'll help barcelona play for lewandowski so go do that and also you can find us on twitter at bavarian fp works all our personal twitters are also on there i don't remember what the handles are so i will leave that for the podcast post and that's about me that's about it from me and from swaz so good night good night everyone